welcome to the weekly podcast of Trinity Life Church. We are a local church that gathers in downtown Toronto on Sundays and all throughout our city during the week. Now our mission is to help people discover their identity and destiny in Christ so we can influence our city, our country, and our world. If you're looking for a place to call home, we'd love to have you. Our services are Sunday from 10.30 to noon at Jarvis Collegiate. Enjoy this week's podcast. beneficial for you where you just got to really center your heart uh, what we like Missy said what we sang this morning is really leading us into what we're going to talk about this morning and in this series and the series just to remind you is called discover light and it is about the light that has come into this world it's, it's about Jesus it's about Christ it's about this Christmas season it's about this Advent season where we are uh, not only are we celebrating that Christ has come, but we are waiting in expectation for Christ to return. Right? So we're in an in-between here. We're, we're in a state where the Spirit is with us, and we're still saying, come, Lord Jesus, come. And, and we've talked about last week how light dispels darkness. We're going to talk about how light reveals truth next week. We're going to talk about how the light has come. And this week, we're going to talk about how the light brings comfort. And, and we're going to talk about what that is and, and darkness and light. There's so many different themes in here. But I want us to start off uh, with, with keeping this level of excitement up with um, just talking about something fun. So here's a question for you. What is the darkest place you've been physically? Okay. So now I'm not talking about mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Like physically, what's one of the darkest places that you've been where there, there wasn't light, where, where you were in and as complete darkness as you can. I mean, think, think like uh, up north, think Muskoka, I don't know, Chelsea, maybe Peterborough is, is pretty dark. Uh, <laughs> think, think, uh, think, think uh, is maybe Scarborough's dark, Seth, I don't know. Uh, think, think like um, away from the light pollution, right? Away like where, where, where you've been dark physically. Um, so a couple things, a couple things for me in, in this. Uh, I mean, one, and one of the darkest places I've been with Missy was when we were in, in Johannesburg, and we were way out of the city. So it was outside of Johannesburg, a couple hours into the African wilderness, uh, on top of this mountain that has a flat top uh, called Entebeni, and uh, and it was like a a it was a private safari natural reserve place. So no, no buildings, no lights, anything like that. And we were sitting out there one night and you could see every single star. I mean, you could see all the stars. Now they, were, they just seemed so far away, but you could see all of them. Uh, it was the first time we saw the Southern Cross in, in our lives, which was pretty cool. Um, but it was so, it, it, it was just, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Another place was when I was growing up. I was around 10 years old and uh, maybe 12, 10 or 12. And we went with my family to this place called Carlsbad where we went into an underground cave. And this cave was just discovered. So it wasn't like a cave where they put electric lights and all that. There were no electric lights in here. It was like as close to spelunking as, as, as I've gotten. Uh, we went in this underground cave and uh, we had flashlights. That was the only light in there. And they had us turn off our lights at one point and put our hand in front of our face. And we waited for a while. Uh, just um, 
Au Noir, the restaurant. I totally forgot. Oh, yes. Who, who put, who put um, that? We have Cindy and Michelle, I think, who said that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Au Noir Misna have been, been there. there. And yeah, it's... That's crazy. <laughs> like literally, uh, who is there? Cin like Cindy and who else? Um, Michelle. Yeah, Cindy and Michelle. I was like eating like this. Like my face was <laughs> on my plate, and I didn't even care. I'm just like, ah, like like the beast and like... eating the beast, right? Because uh, no one can see anything in there. Luckily, I couldn't see you either. Um, <laughs> so uh, just... when we came out, though, I had like meat hanging from my teeth and Gross. stuff. <laughs> So disgusting. Um, a lot of people have said up north as well. So like Curtis, yeah. Big Trout Lake. Um, yeah, I was thinking about Curtis and Kelly in yes. that, how, how Big Trout Lake, Lake would be. Yeah. Yeah. Old. Jeff's same ice fishing. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, ooh, yeah, that's, that's kind of creepy. What else have that we got fun. here? There's a lot. Oh, Rebecca said the streets of Gulu, Uganda on a motorbike at 2 a.m. Oh, man. That's that's, yeah, that's, that's on a motorbike now. and at 2 a.m. Hopefully yeah, that motorbike had a light. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> But I probably know. other than that light, you see, you see complete darkness, right? Yeah. I mean, babe, remember that time we were in, we were at Entebeni and they had us get out. We did a night safari, they had us get out of yes. the truck and we we're like, I was like, mm. what are we doing here? <laughs> we can't see what any animals if they come up and eat us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I wasn't too sure about that. But we're here, so obviously it worked out. Um, yeah. I, I love that. So, so yeah, just I love that image that you guys have. Thanks so much, Missy. Love that image that, that you guys have in your mind of, of the darkness of where you've been. Uh, and, and in those instances, guys, in those instances where the darkness is there, um, it seems so thick, right? But, but it's so thick, and at the same time, you can't push it away. Uh, you can't swat it away, you can't push it away. You really can't do anything about it unless you have a light. So for, for you, Rebecca, if that motorbike, hopefully if it had a light, that was the only thing cutting through the darkness ahead of you, right? When I was in the cave, the only thing that would cut through the darkness was that flashlight. But outside of that source of light, it was dark again, right? The, that, that light didn't spread. That light didn't go out into the rest of the cave. And, and when I was in Johannesburg, for instance, uh, even the source of light, the stars and the moon seemed so far away. And, and in that cave, that light source, we chose actually to completely cut that life source, or sorry, that light source off from the mouth of the cave, right? We'd gone deep into the cave, they'd cover up the light, so there's no light source coming in from the mouth of the cave. All we had are those flashlights. And, and like I said, I couldn't even tell the difference between my hand and the darkness. And for many of us in, in this time, uh, we're, we're experiencing darkness. Right? This is, this is a, a COVID time. This is a time of isolation. This is a time of, of, of darkness when maybe you have a loved one who's sick. Um, you know, some of you guys have lost jobs and you're experiencing darkness there. Some of you have had uh, uh, health difficulties. Uh, you know someone who has, who has cancer. You know someone who's, who's lost a loved one. They're having difficulties. And the isolation in the darkness makes it even worse in the COVID time. And, and, and because of that, because of this quarantine, sometimes 
we just become content with living in the darkness. We become content with walking in the darkness. We become content with, with staying in the darkness, with, with dwelling in the darkness. Uh, this time there's a lot of changes, there's a lot of shifting sands. And when we're in the darkness, the, the thing is, we can't find our way out of the cave, right? In the darkness of a cave, you could go deeper and deeper into the cave and not even realize it because you're in the dark. And you can't find your way out of the cave. You can't so much as tell which direction to go because you can't even tell where the darkness starts and where you end and where you start and then darkness begins, right? Because your hand from your face, you can't even see it. And darkness has become your comfort. It's become your hiddenness. It's become your anonymity. Like I, I'm thinking about our culture right now, we're, we're all wearing masks and that, that has become our anonymity, right? Where, where you can't even recognize somebody anymore. And that's a type of, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, um, an imagery, an image of how we are in, in a cave. How we are when, we're, when the light source, even if it's a star, is how they're so far away. Because there's, there's two types of darkness here that we're talking about. One, one darkness is those who have been exposed to the light. That darkness is where you can see the light source. It's like South Africa. You can see the light source. The stars are far away. The moon is up there. Uh, but you're far from it, right? So you're, you're, you, you can still see the light. You've tasted the light. Uh, but you're far from, from the source. And you're experiencing a sort of darkness. And guys, darkness is harder in isolation, right? Like if I'm in the dark with Chandler and Adam and Joycelyn, I feel a little more comfortable, Right? But now, if we're in isolation, which is what we are in our culture right now, in our city, uh, and depending on where you are in, in your city, uh, that darkness becomes greater, more, more fearful, more, ang more anxiety-driven. And, and so even if the stars are where we can see a light source, we may be experiencing more, more discomfort and anxiety. And, and that's the believer in Jesus that we're talking about. They're the ones who've tasted of the light. They can see the light source. They know they're far away from it, and they know they need to get back to it. It's the, it's the follower of Jesus, and this might be you this morning, who's experiencing a mental, emotional, spiritual darkness in the valley, right? And, and you know the light source is, 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 is there, but it still, feels, it still feels far away. And some of you are here right now. Some of you are, are experiencing this through the things that, that I mentioned already and, and through other things, right? You're just experiencing some sort of mental, physical, emotional, spiritual darkness. And then the other darkness is the one that we're all born into. The other darkness is the one that we have been born into uh, because of our sinful nature, this is, this is for the person who hasn't discovered the light source yet. This is for the person who, who they've maybe been in the cave and they have a light source, their flashlight, and their flashlight ran out of batteries because it's not the true light source. It's the person who's in the cave who had a candle and the candle got blown out by a draft in the cave or it, or it burned out and they don't have the true light source. It's what we were all in. It's what you were in, what, what I was in. It's what you might be in right now. And in that light source, or sorry, in that darkness, you're destined for, 
falling. You're destined for darkness. You're destined for fumbling in the dark. You're destined for stumbling. You're destined to have the blind lead the blind. You're destined to fall into a chasm that you didn't even know was there. And you have no way to get out of it. And, and when someone tries to show you the light, it actually hurts your eyes because you've been molded by the darkness. You've been, you, your eyes have adjusted to the darkness. Like you don't even you need your eyes anymore. You don't, you're like an animal in the dark who loses its sight where you don't even need your eyes anymore. The, 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 the ability to see has, has gone. And that's the darkness of our sin, of our sinful nature that holds us down. There's only one true light source that can free us from that darkness, that can show us how to get out of that cave. And that's our darkness apart from Jesus Christ. That's why this morning as we talk about discover light, we're talking about Christ brings comfort to us because we weren't destined for darkness. Now, if you stay in the cave, that's always going to be your destiny. But we were destined for light. We are destined to be in the light. We are destined to be children of light. We are destined to be the light. And that's the good news, because if you're in the darkness right now, if you're experiencing that uh, as a follower of Jesus, and the, the light seems far away, if you're experiencing that as not a follower of Jesus, and all you've known is darkness, the good news is that where darkness once ruled over us, light has come to live in us. Light has come to show us the way, and the darkness, as the Gospel of John says, cannot and has not overcome the light. The light is the path through the darkness. It cuts through it, and the light actually gives us true comfort. But here's the question. Why is the comfort that light brings the one we're destined for rather than the comfort that darkness brings? Because if you're in the darkness this morning... I'm not saying you're uncomfortable. Actually, for a lot of us, darkness has become our comfort. Luke says it this way. He says, darkness has become your shade. It's become where you take solace. It's become where, where it's, it's actually shielded you from the light to, to protect you from the light. Because you think the light is out to get you. You think the light is going to harm you. You think the light is going to burn you. So, so darkness has become your comfort. It's become your shade. It's become your shadow. And the reason light brings a different kind of comfort is because that comfort is one of direction. Because you were blind. You're fumbling around in the darkness. And now the light actually reveals direction, it reveals purpose, it reveals destiny. It reveals what you're truly made for. It reveals what you're truly meant to be. Because now you can see, and the light gives us our purpose, and if it means if you are in the light, you've moved from stumbling and falling in the blind darkness to soaring in the light. And so this morning, what I want us to really hear is that is this bottom line, is, is this, this one point. In order to have sight in the light, your comfort has to be in Christ. In order to have sight in the light, your comfort has to be in Christ because he is the source of light. He's the true light. He's the true comfort. He's our direction. He's our destiny. He's our destination. And if something else is your, sort of, is your source of light, it will just burn out. It will just burn out. 
or it'll only show you a little bit. But, but this light is like, it reminds me of the Lion King with, with um, Simba and Mufasa and, and he goes, Simba, or Mufasa goes and shows Simba the kingdom and he says, wherever the light touches, that's your kingdom. That's your domain. That's where you exercise dominion. Wherever the light touches, that's it. As far as you can see. And guys, life inside the cave is one of darkness where the light only penetrates a little bit. Life outside the cave is where light is multiplied, it spreads, nothing is hindering it. It is abundant, it is increasing, it is multiplying because that source of light is eternal. Nothing can extinguish it. The darkness cannot overcome Jesus Christ, that source of light. He has conquered the darkness. And so if your comfort is in Christ, there is direction and purpose and destiny and destination. He's showing us, he's showing us all of that. And this is, in this passage, it's Israel is in the darkness. Israel is experiencing this. There were some of, some of you guys are, they're experiencing this darkness. Uh, this uh, Isaiah, when he gives this part of the message, it is before the exile. And the exile is where Assyria is gonna come in and they're gonna oppress and conquer and capture God's people and put them into exile out of their land. They're gonna remove them from the source of light. And they are dwelling in, in darkness. They are, they are, and Isaiah is prophesying this, but he says, guess what? Even though you're dwelling in darkness, someone's gonna come to rescue you. A Messiah is gonna come, a, a rescuer, a savior, a, a light is gonna come for you. And, and chapter eight here, it, it talks about, the, the end of chapter eight leads us into this. Now, it, it gives us this picture of we are, in the middle of night, in the darkest part of the night, where they are in deep darkness. The, the scripture says there in verse 22, they are in distress and darkness. They're in the gloom of anguish, right? And some of you guys are feeling that this morning. You're feeling like, oh, I'm, such in, I'm in such distress, I'm in such darkness. I'm in the gloom of anguish. You're, you're dealing with um, depression, anxiety, you're dealing with suicidal thoughts, you're dealing with uh, loneliness and isolation, you're dealing with um, discomfort and, and uh, lack of community, you're dealing with all these things in this COVID time, but, but you were dealing with them before and COVID has exacerbated these things and the darkness feels distressful, it feels like a gloom that is set on you and your soul is actually in anguish and Israel is here right now, their souls are in anguish, a new king is going to replace their king a king that is of the kingdom of darkness is going to replace their king. He's going to reign over them. But their hope is not in that king. Their hope is in a, is in a new king, a king of kings, a Messiah, a rescuer. Uh, it's in Emmanuel, as he says in chapter 7 here, that God is going to be with us. And he's going to be the son of David to establish his throne forever. And he's going to be this new king. And chapter 8 goes into chapter 9, and it's like this, it's, it, we move from the darkness of night into this dawning of a new age. And chapter 9 starts off with that and says, hey, you were in anguish. You were in gloom. But guess what? The people who walked in darkness, what have they seen? Oh, they've seen a great light. There's nothing stopping that light. It's spreading all over the land. As far as your eye can see, everywhere the light touches, that's the kingdom. And those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them 
the light is shown. They're not under the shade of darkness anymore. The light is shining on us. It's shining on the people of God. It's shining on them. And, and, and the, the Messiah is coming in, and he's multiplied the nation, right? Be fruitful and multiply from Genesis 1.20. He's multiplying the nation. He's increasing its joy. The light, the light isn't contained like that headlamp on the motorbike, right? It is spreading out into all of the darkness and covering everything. And it's increasing the joy. They're rejoicing uh, before you as with joy at the harvest. And, and then we get to verse 4, that the yoke of his burden the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor. So whatever is causing that darkness in you today, whatever darkness you're experiencing, whatever yoke and burden that is, whatever staff on the shoulder you're experiencing, whatever rod of the oppressor you're experiencing, the Savior, the Rescuer, Jesus Christ, the source of light, our true comfort, he has broken it as on the day of Midian. Amen? Like, that's true for you today. That, that can be true for you, that he's broken that. And he uses Midian here, because this is from uh, Judges chapter 7, and he uses Midian as, as an example here, because in Judges chapter 7, Midian was the oppressor. So this is another country. They were another people group. They were the oppressor of Israel. And God saves Midian through getting a bunch of people together, led by Gideon, and, and he says, this is how you're going to do it. You're going to have a trumpet in one hand, and you're going to blow on that trumpet. You're going to proclaim. You're going to declare. You're going to call out. You're going to preach. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to just shout out uh, out of that trumpet. Okay? Guys, there's so much truth in that for you today. Like what we're saying today, you can declare those truths over you, and they can be true for you. You have a trumpet in one hand, and guess what they have in the other hand? They have a light. They have a torch. And that's all they have. And God frees them from Midian. God releases them from it. And so he uses Midian here because he's saying, you have that light. You have the truth. Declare the truth. Show the light. And guess what? You don't actually free yourself. The Son does it for us. Jesus does it for us. God does it for them, for Midian, and he does it for us. He's the one who releases us out of the cave. He takes us out of the cave, and he puts us at the mouth of the cave. He, he's the one who shows us the way out. He's the one who, who frees us. But here's the thing. Freedom isn't actually what you're after, is it? I think for most of us, if we were given complete freedom, we would actually have no idea what to do with it. I think it's part of our, the hindrance for our culture today. Those of you who are in school right now, uh, or going from high school, remember, you're, remember when you were going from high school into university, and everyone asked you, hey, what do you want to do with your life? What are you going to be? What do you want to do? And if you're like me and most people, you're like, why do I have to figure this out right now? I have no idea. 
God, what, do, what should I do? What do I mean to do? How many, how many of us at that time in our lives, it was, that question was consuming us? How many of you at this time in your life, now that you're past that, that question is still consuming you because you feel like you, you chose the wrong thing? Because freedom didn't actually give you any direction. It didn't actually give you purpose because you didn't know what that was. I remember being in school even, and when I was in the PhD, especially this is, this is when it happened, they were like, hey, you can write on anything. And I'm like, just tell me what to write on and I'll write on that. And they're like, no, 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 you, you pick. I'm like, I don't, I don't wanna pick. <laughs> you just tell me what to do and I will do it. Most of us are like that. So really it's not freedom we're after. It's a certain type of freedom. And with direction and uh, purpose, and destiny, that shows us how to exercise our freedom. And the light shows us that. That's, that's a different kind of comfort. That comfort is, is one in direction and purpose because the light has come in and has shown us what we truly were made to be and what we truly were made to do and what our destiny is. And the light reveals all that to us. And Jesus says this, uh, because look, look, well, before we get to Jesus, look at this in Isaiah, you know, this yoke, this yoke is like, um, it's not an egg yoke, right? It, it is a yoke that is put on an animal that directs and guides him, right? It, you, the, the, the rod of the oppressor, the, the, the staff on the shoulder, that, that tells the oxen, the water buffalo, the horse, whatever, where, which direction to go. That's a yoke that is directing and guiding. Jesus says, I have a new yoke for you. I didn't come to take a yoke off of you, except I came to put a new one on you. And guess what? In Jesus, he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And right before that, in this passage in Matthew chapter 11, he says, and it's in this that you will actually find rest and comfort and peace, that you take on my yoke. You're not gonna be free from a yoke in this world. You'll always be under someone's yoke, but under, under mine, it's easy and it's light. In order to have sight in the light, your comfort has to be in Christ. It's the only one, uh, it's, it's the only one we want as followers of Jesus directing us giving us purpose, that yoke on us. And if anything else is there, that thing is directing us. And so let's, let's go to question two, uh, because I want to talk about this a little bit more. Uh, what are some things that we tend to put our comfort in? So what are some things that, that we tend, instead of putting our comfort, now defined like this, our comfort, our direction, things like that, what are, what are some things that we tend to put our comfort in that actually lead us and guide us in a different direction. So, um, yeah, just throw some things out there that, that you guys have seen, that you guys maybe experienced in the past. Just what are some, some things that, that we tend to do? I think uh, I've seen this a lot. We tend to put our comfort in uh, knowledge and achievements. That's why Paul says, knowledge puffs up, love builds up, uh, because uh, Paul realized that for him, he was an intellectual. So he tends to put his, he, he would tend to put his, his own comfort probably in knowledge. Um, I, I'm probably the same way, uh, putting my comfort in, in what I know. 
and what I know to be true or what I know just in terms of knowledge accumulation, um, but also achievements. I've seen that a lot in my own life and in others, that we put our comfort in that, oh, well, I've done that, I, I got this degree, or I did that thing, or I accomplished this, or you know, I am this. We end up putting our identity in that thing, and that becomes our comfort, right? But, but what happens when that's taken away from us, right? So let's see, let's, let's go to Missy and see what, what's happened in the feed there. All right, we have, um... Yeah, we have a bunch of things. Um, one is just people getting, uh, Adam says this, getting lost in the drone of TikTok watching or like scrolling, right? Mm. Scrolling. Um, yeah. Vanny says yeah. money and jobs. Uh, Michelle says security, but she she says it in financial relationships, marriage, right? Um, and Cass hit on that too, spouse. Mm. Um, Kelly said friends, right? Or friends yeah. is how she says it. Um, <laughs> Um, to be pretty precise. Um, oh, ooh, Tarun says I busy. You, Kelly. I know. <laughs> um, Tarun says busyness. Yeah, yeah definitely. Busyness. I think definitely. what about like the status quo, right? Like, right. I think we all get very comfortable with that. Um, right. More social. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we can just get stuck like that. No, thanks, Missy. That's, that's yeah. enough to go on. Thanks. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot there. Because, uh, guys, isn't it interesting how our source of comfort, in, in this case, the things that we put in here that, that, that we tend to put our comfort into, can actually also be the source of our greatest pain and sorrow. When your marriage breaks down, well, there, there goes your comfort and your peace. When, when you have an argument, just even if you have an argument with your spouse. Uh, that, that social media feed that, that you mentioned, Adam, like when, we're, when we're going down that, we're, we're, we're finding comfort in that, but it's also a source of our anxiety because we're not like that person. It's a source of our de depression because, because their life is better than our life. You know, um, you know our, our job, our, our finances, you know, though, though that's, that's such a fickle thing for us to put our comfort in, but we do. That's why we use a term like we have a security blanket, right? Like it's our comfortable thing if we have this, many, this, this much money in our bank account because it, it gives us security and peace. But what happens when that's taken away? Then our peace and security is taken away. We put our peace and security in the wrong thing. And in John 15, when Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit, because here's the thing, guys. When we put our comfort in that thing, it's actually a yoke that's directing and guiding us where to go, right? And Jesus in John 15, he uses the word in Greek parakletos for the Holy Spirit. And that word is sometimes translated as the comforter, the, the, the helper, the counselor, the exhorter, right? And he's telling us when he says that, he's saying that, that the Holy Spirit is the one to direct us and guide us. He, and he says that because he's saying he's the comforter. And your comfort is this because the Holy Spirit, guess what he does? He leads you into all truth. He's the one who directs and guides you. And guess what? And he shows you your destiny. You are to be his witnesses, he says. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it means that you are my witnesses. He's, so now you have a new purpose, a new, a new direction he's, he's giving us, and he's putting us in that direction all the time. And that's why verse 5 comes along, because if that's true, and Christ is our comfort, then verse 5 can be true. He says, we've been in this dark battle. But guess what? In that dark battle, 
every boot of the tramping warrior that was gonna trample you down, that has been oppressing you, and every garment that is bloodstained and rolled in blood from, from, the, uh, from the battle, it will be burned as fuel for the fire. This new comfort, this new direction, this new destiny is one of peace. It's one of hope. And this peace uses the tools of darkness, these boots, these garments that were the tools of the enemy, that were the tools of darkness, that were the tools to oppress you, that were the tools to keep you down, that rod that's been broken, that yoke that was heavy. Uh, these things are used in the fire to be burned to increase the light. We're increasing the light by throwing those things in the fire, and the fire is going to refine our lives. It's going to refine the land. Guys, it's a picture. Uh, it's just, I just thought of this. I didn't mean to talk about the Lion King so much, but think about the Lion King. You're all going to go watch the Lion King after this. Disney Plus should give me, like, uh, royalties. Because at the end of the Lion King, this happens, right? Um, if you notice in that movie... Also at that movie, Scar is in darkness. Where does, where does Simba even find him at the beginning? He's in a cave. He's, he's in his own little cave. And then, and then Scar's song is in the darkness. The elephant graveyard is in the darkness. It's the only place the light doesn't touch. And Simba's not supposed to go there because he has no dominion there, right? And then at the end, when Simba returns, it's all in darkness. The whole land is, and it's desolate. It's in the gloom of anguish. And what starts to bring the light back? Fire. Lightning comes down from heaven, sparks of fire, and fire refines the land. And, that, and you see this change in the movie where it just changes from darkness to light. It's pretty... It's pretty gospel, actually. Um, this is pretty. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty amazing how how that looks, um, and just over the, the whole story. And that's what's happening here. This this fire. We're throwing the 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 things of the enemy, the lies of the enemy that that we're keeping you down right now. The lies of the enemy that are directing the church, that are directing you as an individual. We're throwing that stuff on the fire. That rod that the enemy uses to oppress you, to keep you down, to keep you isolated and dark. We're throwing that on the fire because the fire is increasing the light, and it's increasing the joy and it's multiplying the nations as as he said here because remember the israelites in this passage they are in distress and darkness they're in the gloom of anguish and and some of you guys are experiencing that but guess what your comfort is also in the fact that the source of light that our light source also experienced distress and darkness. He also experienced the gloom of anguish for you, and he defeated it for you. And so that gloom of anguish, that distress, that darkness that you're living in right now, you don't have to live in it because Christ took that on himself. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God, that we might walk as children of light. And in Isaiah 53, 11, it says this. It says later on in this book, he says, out of the anguish of his soul, of the Savior's soul, of the suffering servant's soul, of the, of the Christ, the Messiah, of Jesus, of his soul, out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see light and be satisfied. 
out of the anguish of his soul. So if you are in anguish this morning, if you are experiencing darkness and, and isolation this morning, it's out of that that you can see light because it's out of Christ's sacrifice for us that he saw light and he's giving it to us. And you can be satisfied in Christ Jesus if he is your comfort this morning. And, and this passage here in Isaiah 9 is actually quoted in Matthew where Jesus speaks, uh, or Matthew quotes this passage, those who dwelt in, or those who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And then the very next verse is Jesus saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand in Matthew chapter four. In other words, he's saying, it's just, just look at me, like look up at the stars, like turn your eyes to me. Turn around and see me. I'm, I'm here. That's what this word repent means. He's like, turn around and see me. The, the kingdom of heaven is here. You can actually reach out and touch it. It's here. I'm here. I've actually brought the light. It's right in front of your face. I am the source of light. Make me your comfort, he's saying. Turn to me, and I'll give you a new direction, a new purpose, a new destiny, a new destination where you can see and you can be comforted and experience peace and wholeness in me and what you're always created for and designed for. And that is what light does for us. So we invite you to walk in the light, to come out of the darkness into the marvelous light this morning. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, though, that we dwelled in deep darkness, that we were comfortable in the darkness, that we wanted to even stay in the darkness, you came out and you, you rescued us. We were too scared to come out on our own. We were too fearful, but you overcame the darkness. You rescued us and you've put us in a land that where the light touches, it's our domain. It's where we can be fruitful and multiply. So push us forward as a church, push us forward as a people of God to throw the tools of the enemy onto the fire to increase your light in this world and in our city. We ask this in your name. Amen. If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.